Hello, and welcome to The Unique CPA. I'm your host, Randy Crabtree. The goal of our show is to keep you at the forefront of the changing face of public accounting by having conversations with fascinating leaders and bringing you their stories, insights, and advice. The Unique CPA podcast is brought to you by Trimerit, the specialty tax professionals. Today, our guest is Martin Mull. Martin, who recently co-found Breakaway Advising and Bookkeeping, has worked as an advisor in healthcare his entire career. He has represented physician entrepreneurs, medical clinics, health systems, and executives in structuring, planning, strategy, and compensation-related matters. He has served as acting CFO of multi-specialty clinics, a healthcare-related e-commerce company, and as acting chief administrative officer of a level one trauma center. Prior to co-founding Breakaway, he was CEO and managing partner of Aldridge, a top 10 West Coast and top 100 US accounting and advisory firm. And I guess sticking to our theme of uniqueness, he was the managing partner of this large firm, a large CPA firm, and he is not a CPA. He, he is an attorney, but not a CPA. So, so the, it sticks to our theme. We have uniqueness here. Uh, in his role at Aldridge is actually where I originally met Martin. Uh, one of the places that I got to know him the most was sitting around a bar in Tucson, Arizona at a conference uh, talking about public relations, I think, was a, a big topic that was going on. But I really wish we were sitting around a bar having a discussion today. But Zoom's going to have to do. Uh, Martin, welcome to the show. It's yeah, great it's great. Be. Yeah, it's great to have you here. Sorry, I beat you the punch. Just uh, give me a quick update. How are you doing? Everything good uh, out in uh, Oregon, which I didn't tell you, say that's where you are, but out in Oregon, everything good? It's been, it's been a crazy year for us um, and continues to be, but we've, it's, been, it's been literally, honestly, without exaggeration, the most, most fun I've had professionally this last year. We'll definitely get into that. And in fact, let's just jump into that then. So I find it really interesting and, and just want to see how, what went into this. But you, know, you went from managing partner of this large CPA firm you know, to becoming this entrepreneur, to having this idea, starting this new business, which is always exciting. But I'm just wondering, in that whole process, you know, what have the triumphs been, what have the challenges been, and that transition that you've been going through? Yeah, it, great question. It's hard. I mean, the Aldrich is a is a outstanding firm with all the support, with HR, with legal, with IT, and I'm now all of those things and more. And that was that was a big learning experience. One of the things I thought would be a challenge that turns out it hasn't been much of a challenge is I don't miss being a CEO. I don't miss having a title. I actually now I'm quite happily titleless, and I want to spend the rest of my life without a title. And and I found that surprisingly freeing. And as CPAs, right, or as accountants, we start in our industry. Day one, it's like, well, I started as, a man, as an associate, then I want to be a senior associate, then I want to be a junior manager and a manager, and we're, we keep climbing for those titles. So it's actually been really fun not to have a single title. <laughs> I can actually relate. You know, uh, my role at Trimerit changed over the last three and a half years from more of a management to more of a uh, having fun role is the way I look at it. I get to talk to people like you. I get to go out. I get to like, do education. So I'm completely on board with what you're saying there. Um, based on that, then, I, so, so you, as I said in the beginning, you're a co-founder of Breakaway. Um, you're, you're co-foundee. You're the person is 
Kristen Keats. I got that right, correct? Yeah. All right. And so this is interesting to me because, and you, and you kind of already answered it somewhat, um, but you, in my mind, would have been the obvious CEO choice based on where you came from. And, and, and Kristen is CEO, and I'm sure there's good reasons for that. And obviously, she does a great job from what I can see. But just wondering how the thought process went into that. It's, it's a great question. And it was not even a question when Kristen and I founded the business that she would be our CEO for a couple of reasons. One, and I'm, I'm very vocal about this. I just don't think the world needs another 50 year old white male at the top of the company. I just, I, I think if you are one, good on you. And if you continue to, to have that role, good on you too. But I, I was very conscious of not thinking that I automatically deserved the spot. And then really, Kristen's better than I am. She's got more passion for the industry, which our core service is bookkeeping. She's got a better sense of the marketplace. And I'm the idea guy. And I'm, I'm very, very happy with that. It was, I love being CEO. It was, it was an honor to, to run the firm. Um, I know I did it well, but I'm really enjoying watching Kristen run the company. Oh, that's great. So, so tell us more about Breakaway then. What do you, what's the, obviously your bookkeeping and I, I noticed that there's other services involved as well, but how do, I guess this idea, has it been brewing in your head for a while? And then I guess where have you gone with it? So, you know, in our industry, in, in the accounting industry, the, the common phrase is, is CAS or client accounting services, right? So we are the back office and we start with bookkeeping, but we do more than bookkeeping. We do, you know, virtual controller, virtual CFO, um, any anywhere along that spectrum to what we call the SME, you know, the small to medium sized business or SMB market. And Kristen and I have really we've talked about this idea. So Kristen and I started together or worked together at Arthur Anderson. So we go way back. Oh wow! And we started. We we continued to talk about is there a better way to serve clients? Is there a better way to provide these level of services? It's not that accounting firms don't do them very well because they do, but it's hard in a lot of accounting firms with their traditional metrics of billable hours and realization and utilization, bookkeeping and those, those monthly engagements don't work as well. So our, our model is it's fully distributed. We've got 13 advisors. We have four starting in October. So we'll be up to 17. Our goal is to be 25 by the end of the year and then 50 by the end of next year. And at the rate we're going, we have no question that that will happen. And we provide the, the back office services for this team of advisors. They're in front of their clients. Um, and again, we say the word advisors, we start with bookkeeping, but more often than not, we end up adding more, more services. When you are you know, talking about advisors, and I, I see everybody on the website is called advisors, these advisors come in and this, you have some like a franchise model for this or something, correct? Yeah, we. so it's really interesting. When Kristen and I formed the company, we were assuming that we would be a traditional firm. I mean, we are a firm. Every client is a breakaway client. We bill centrally. We provide insurance centrally. But we started with just over a cocktail when Kristen and I were kind of coming up with some of our swing thoughts. One of them was for our advisors to be able to work for yourself, but not by yourself, right? Because everybody has a unique spin on how they want to serve their clients and we don't want to get in the way of that. We just want to provide the commonality. So the more we talked about it, but we, we really believe in brand. We, and you know, we may talk about marketing and branding. We re really believe in brand. We really want to have that common set of core values. Well, turns out we're a franchise and we don't actually have a buy-in, um, but every, every 
every advisor is technically a franchisee. We take a management fee and then they actually provide the services to the clients. It, was there a, a necessity to that, a reason for that? I, it, w- what came up with the idea of making it the franchise model then? It's the, yeah, it's, it's the easiest way to, without having to employ everybody, and so, and again, we didn't want to employ everybody because we have, we have advisors who have very modest goals in the kind of the book that they want to build. And we have advisors with very ambitious goals. And so because we've got this flexibility and freedom for them to, to build their book of business that really fits them and their unique skills, franchise was the most obvious choice. Okay. So then, so that, but they're, you said they're still part of the whole, I mean, you're, you're treated as one team. You're in, are they on your health insurance then? Is that how that works? Or is that possible through that model? Or that's why it's franchise. That's so they're on our malpractice insurance. They, okay. they run their insurance, but yep, they're on our malpractice insurance. Again, we do the billing, collecting engagement letters, the common platform. So the idea would be, it feels the same when you have a breakaway advisor, but we have some advisors who are focused on healthcare, some advisors who are focused on manufacturing, some advisors who are focused on Latin America. So they each are kind of building their unique book of business that really suits them and their, and who they are. Okay, and I saw that you have advisors uh, that are in India as well, is that correct? So our back office team is, is in India. So we don't require our advisors to use the team, but it makes all the sense in the world. So we have a partial ownership in an offshoring team in India. It's a great team of individuals. They're, they're, they do the, the, the legwork and allowing our advisors to spend more time with our clients. So they do the actual bookkeeping, bookkeeping, and then our advisors are the ones that are helping. They're basically translating financial information to actionable business advice. It's like any other CFO. Right. So then they get to come in and do the advising rather than the bookkeeping portion of things. All right. Nice. So now in addition, I I noticed on the website, you do have, and you mentioned this, but, but in addition to the bookkeeping, you have what's called breakaway private, which is a family office uh, portion and then breakaway creative, which is a marketing portion of that as well. Just those kind of just seem to be obvious choices to add or how'd that come into play? Uh, Obvious choices to add. It really starts with like, like any firm, right? You take a look at your people and you say, what kind of services are the market is the market looking for and how can we, do I have the team that can provide it? So in both of those cases, Sabrina heads up our private client, services and she's a former private banker and it just it's it's essentially being a cfo to a family instead of being a cfo to a company and then the creative actually started you know it's interesting so again as i shared our target market are the six million small to medium businesses out there oftentimes their challenges are not financial their challenges are growth and revenue and the sometimes the most obvious answer is you need more sales you need more revenue and the way to do that is through it's is through branding, it's through marketing, and so we've just they when they ask us if we have that the ability to provide that, we turn them over to our team. Um, we're very happy with our own brand and the work that we've done, so we figured we might as well make that available to our clients. Well, branding then. Let's get into that because uh, one thing that I know when you were uh, in your role at Aldridge, um, Aldridge used to be known as AKT, and during your your reign as managing partner there. I know you went through a whole rebrand and became Aldridge. Uh, uh, obviously, branding is important to, to you. Can you talk about just that whole rebranding process and, and, and what your philosophy is on branding? I think brand is wildly important. And the 
the challenge for Aldrich, it was, yes, it was AKT, which originally was Aldrich, Kilbride, and Tatone. And those were three words that were hard to remember. So we shortened it, or they shortened it to AKT. And generally speaking, now KPMG has made it work, but generally speaking, letters are hard to remember. Um, and in particularly those three letters, a lot of times people would say AT, ATK. Yep. Or, and so it, it was, as the firm was growing, I was very firm in my belief that, that it needed a stronger brand and you could spend more energy trying to brand three letters, but why not start with a brand? So went back to Aldrich. Aldrich was the founder of the firm. And again, we could, we tell stories about Ken Aldrich or they told tell stories about Ken Aldrich and how he built the firm and kind of what he represented. Um, and so we, we changed it. It's not for the faint of heart. If any CPA firms are out there are considering it, it's a long process. You get a lot of, um, you know, we had competitors who were saying, well, you know, did you hear, you know, it's like AKT is going out of business because they're now Aldrich. And I would not recommend doing it lightheartedly, but I think my guess is every partner there would say it was a good thing to do now <laughs> in hindsight with a rearview mirror. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I, uh, um, anybody that's listened to the show before, uh, we had a uh, Richard Copeland and from on from Aprio, and they did that same thing. You know, going from names to uh, you know to uh, in, in their case, not even one of the founders' names, but a brand new made-up name. And there was some interesting uh, stories that I've uh, heard from him in that whole process. So I'm sure there was a lot of fun along the way. Um, sticking on the th theme of theme of branding, then you know, breakaway. I, I you know. From talking to you, I know there's a there's a theme to that and the name and uh, and how's that playing? I guess to the the firm. Yeah, a breakaway for if 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 you don't follow cycling, a breakaway is when so you have the peloton right, and you're all in that pack of riders, and then every once in a while, a group of knuckleheads will say, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna set the pace even faster," and so it's a breakaway, and that's really in a in a race, which is you know a lot of people have a hard time watching a eight hour bicycle race, but the breakaways are some of the most exciting parts of the race because they set the pace. And so when Kristen and I talked about what we were doing, we, we broke away, right? We broke away from the big firm. We broke away from a traditional model. We broke away from the normal way of doing things and said, there's gotta be a better way. What's fascinating, and, and Kristen and I are very pro accounting firm, the breakaway doesn't usually, those, the people who break away aren't the ones who win the Tour de France. They're the ones that just set the pace. And so again, because we're not, you know, we're not trying to take over the world of accounting, we just want to set the pace and say there's, there's, there is a different way of providing these types of services. Um, so we love the word breakaway. Uh, we have like our, our internal web, we have a, a intranet, we call it slipstream. We try to incorporate just that kind of cycling ethos um, and including, you know, the joy of cycling. If you, if you haven't ridden a bike, the joy of cycling is when you're in that peloton and you kind of find that sweet spot of right behind a rider and and all of a sudden you can actually hear it before you can feel it and you can hear the quiet and that means that you're actually you're, you're being pulled by somebody you're right on their wheel yep and you can go 30 or 40 percent faster and further in a peloton than you can on your own and that goes back to this concept that we have for advisors work for yourself but not by yourself it's hard working by yourself and so our, our model for those individual bookkeepers and virtual CFOs and accountants is break away with us. But at the same time, when you're breaking away, join this Peloton, join, join the group, get in our slipstream, and it's going to be a lot more fun and a lot easier pedaling. 
Man, that sounds like a, an ad, but it's, no, it's, it's very part of who we are. I like it. You gave me goosebumps just hearing that. <laughs> it, it's the, uh, the whole explanation. You're, you're good at this branding thing. You, I think you've got a, a future after this. And I think your next future might be in uh, helping people brand. So no, no. That, that, and you taught me a new, a new meaning of a word. I, Peloton, I thought, was just a bike company that uh, you know, does exercise bikes. I didn't realize the group is called a Peloton. Group is called the Peloton, and it's a it's a magical place to be. <laughs> yeah, well, that's awesome. You mentioned it while we were discussing there, but but you are not trying to be the CPA firm. You, you are supporting CPA firms as well, right? So, do you work with firms? You you I mean, obviously, you're you're doing the bookkeeping part. You're not doing the tax part through Breakaway, correct? Like you said, Randy, we're not a CPA firm. We don't do taxes. We don't do audits. We never certainly never will do either one of those things. So. Some of our best referral sources to our advisors have been CPA firms. Now, admittedly, some CPA firms offer this service or many offer this service. But again, the, the CPA firms who recognize, um, I can actually send this to you. The information I get back is going to be really, really good. Yes, I won't maybe get as many hours because I won't be doing the internal work, but I'll, make more, I'll get better realization on that tax return because the information I get is going to be perfect. Nice. So the CPA firms who kind of get that have become very good friends with Breakaway and the Breakaway Advisors. Yeah, I've got a friend who started a bookkeeping practice years ago, and she supports a lot of CPA firms here locally. I'm in the Chicago area, and the same thing. It, you know, it's just you know getting that uh, that uh, data to them in a nice, clear, concise, uh, accurate manner has been been helpful. And and I've watched, I've loved watching her business grow. And uh, you guys are, uh, you know, got some big plans here at 50 by the end of next. Is it and then the end of next year we're looking at 50 advisors 50 by the end of next year yep that's uh i would say it's an exciting uh uh transition that you've gone through from uh alders to this and and i can see you're having a lot of fun with it as well and speaking of fun i know this even on your website and talking to you that is a philosophy you guys are promoting within the firm right how does fun play into things absolutely it's it's i i'm glad you saw it, it we get comments a lot from potential clients. So on our website, we, right there in the middle of it is bring joy to accounting. And our, our just our overall tagline is bring joy. And it's just based on the fact that, you know, people have fun doing what they do, but truly bringing joy to what you do and saying, look, accounting is fun. Numbers are fun. Helping clients achieve their goals, helping them be better than they are today is fun sometimes in a professional services environment, we tend to overlayer a bunch of things that take the fun out of it. And so um, when Kristen and I, every meeting that we have, every decision that we have, that's the one question we ask. And we, we don't do it lightly and we do it very, very intentionally is, is this going to bring joy? Now, bringing joy could be things like a easier set of software, easier tools, easier onboarding, or it could be, you know, a, a, a client of client appreciation event, but it's the core of everything that we do is, is let's have fun. Life's too short. That's nice. And, and I can vouch for that because the people are listening today can't see what I see, but then right behind your shoulder there, I see something up on the shelf that has joy written on it. So, so yeah. I, it's not just a word you use. I see the words out there plastered out in the, in within the business too. So that's great. Uh, having fun is, uh, uh, you know, I've told my kids forever, you know, you know, you do what you enjoy, you know, don't just have a job, but try to find a job you enjoy doing. So, so I'm, I'm glad to see that. 
One last thing. I think I do want to touch on this because I mentioned at the beginning when we had that conversation about, uh, you know, we were talking about PR and that, but, you know, public relations, social media, LinkedIn, those are areas you're very active on. And, and, you know, what's, I guess, how do you get involved? What's your philosophy? How's that help you, your clients, your firm? So thanks for noticing. And yes, it's, and this is advice I give to anytime I talk to CPA firm, buddies who are CPA firm managing partners or just in CPA firms, we're very intentional about our marketing. It's not accidental. We have, so whatever platform we're on, and right now LinkedIn is primary. We have a little bit of Facebook presence, but we actually have a schedule for a year of how many posts we do, when we do them, the type that we do them. Every advisor has has rotating assignments to write blog posts that we post. It's a lot of work, but that kind of consistency is what drives traffic. It's what drives views. So, so social media can be incredibly powerful, but it really does have to be intentional. And so our, our presence, and then we, the, the reason that we haven't, for instance, you know, whatever they are, you know, that there's other like Instagram or whatever is, right. we're not just dabble. And t- when we do it, we're going to do it, but it's going to be a year long commitment. We've had two or three advisors have come from LinkedIn and probably at least a hundred clients have come from LinkedIn and, and looking at our posts. So it does work. I, I highly advise any firm to think about it. But again, it's, it's, it needs to be intentional. It, it's not just something that you kind of do randomly. Not just uh, like every post that's out there. You have a, you have a plan to your, yeah. your LinkedIn uh, uh, presence. All right. Well, well that, that's great to know. And that was, that was part of that conversation we were having out in Tucson is where that uh, conference was. And uh, uh, again, man, I wish we could sit at the bar and have a drink and do that right now. But uh, you're in Oregon, I'm in Chicago, and I'm not getting on the plane. So one of these days, we'll do it again. Um, I appreciate that. So before I get into, uh, um, well, no, I'm going to get into one last thing. And you kind of uh, mentioned it in our discussion of the naming, but biking has been a passion of yours. So this is our fun fact for Martin Mall. Biking's been a passion. Where, what has biking done for your life and where did that passion come from, I guess? Yeah, love cycling. I, I started cycling when I was 13 years old which means my prefrontal frontal lobe was not the most developed like most 13-year-old males. And I threw some clothes and a sterno stove in my backpack, and I went for a five-day bike ride down the Oregon coast. Wow. And that the freedom, the, I mean, it was terrifying. And my, <laughs> my mom still can't believe that she let me do it. But yep. the, something about the freedom, you go fast enough that you don't get bored, but you get to see things. You get to see things in a different way different angles. You get, you know, instead of going by quickly in a car, you can really notice life. I think honestly, and it, you know, without being too crazy, but it's what gave me a passion for this small to medium-sized business. That's what the world is really comprised of, right? It's you, the big skyscrapers and all that is interesting, but drive down a country road, look at all these businesses that, you know, it's the chiropractor, it's the, you know, it's the sole orthopedic surgeon, it's the auto body shop this is still America. And so there's something about being on a bike that really puts me in touch. And then I've been, I've been cycling ever since, um, came close to racing and still do a week long ride this year. We canceled it, but a week long ride in Oregon, some of my best friends I made on, met on a bicycle and I hope to be riding when I'm eating. 
That's awesome. That's uh, biking is a, is a passion of mine. I unfortunately went through about a 30 year uh, uh, time frame where I could not ride a bike. Uh, I had too many knee injuries and my, my, my knee wouldn't bend far enough. And I enjoyed basketball as much as biking, if not more. So I kept playing basketball through that, but got my knee replaced four years ago. First thing, and my whole goal was to get enough movement back to be able to ride a bike. And probably within four weeks after surgery, I bought a new bike. I was riding it to physical therapy to go, uh, you know, do my therapy. And, uh, and I've been riding it since. And, and, you know, during this pandemic, I bought a, uh, an exercise bike that I have in the, the basement as well, but I get outside and do it as much as I can. So yeah, no, I, 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 I probably not have the uh, knowledge and everything of you, but I enjoy biking tremendously. And boy, being able to do that again is just great. So, I, I, I'm so happy to hear that, Randy. Yeah. Yep. So thanks for, uh, for sharing your passion on that. Before we wrap up, how can people get a hold of you? I mean, obviously, we talked about LinkedIn and I guess the website and, and there are places LinkedIn out the website, there. Email is martinmall at breakawayba.com or I'm available on LinkedIn. I don't, I, I wish I could tell you a Twitter handle, but again, that's a that's, platform. I haven't even gotten there. <laughs> that's right. And Mull is M-O-L-L, not don't get confused with M-U-L-L. You'll get a lot of other people if you start searching for that. So M-O-L-L is the Martin Mull you yes. want for this. So um, again, well, thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. Any last things that you want to say before we wrap up? I just really appreciate the opportunity, Randy. I, I, I love telling the story. I'll tell it. I, I, I tell it every day. I tell it at the bar. I tell it standing in line at Costco. It's, it's just fun to be able to share. Thank you for joining us today. And you can find all the links and show notes for today's episode, as well as more about Trimerit at theuniquecpa.com. Remember to subscribe and join us for our next episode, where we'll be going beyond compliance into forging new pathways of delivering value to clients, diversifying your revenue streams, and leading edge management techniques and styles. This has been a production of Twin Flame Studios.